Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life podcast. For a minute there, I had to just think, what is the name of it? Me, me and Joy. <laughs> That's a great Joy. I know, I know. I probably didn't need to disclose that either, to be fair. But me and Joy have just been talking about the fact that, you, not that you would know this, but it's been a little bit longer since we've recorded together with Christmas and everything. So um, we're looking forward to discussing tonight the topic of peace. And Joy, I'm going to hand over to you to start us off. Yeah, well, just in preparation for you, Hannah, um, because you like to know a dictionary definition. So I looked it up (laughs) and it says that it's a state of rest. That Mm, It didn't go into more detail than that. But But then I also looked up the biblical definition of it and it says that it points to someone else. Peace actually points to someone else and is crucially not the absence of war or chaos. Um, so it's sort of saying it's yeah. more than just an, like an inner state of tranquility. There's something more going on that, there. It's like more of a state of like completeness, wholeness, that sort of thing. Um, so just as a place to start, I just found that quite interesting, actually, because I yeah. don't know that that's something that we always think that peace is. So I think we tend to think that it is what the biblical definition is, which is a state of rest. But the, mm. but the, but the biblical definition of being like not the absence of war or chaos is quite an interesting one, I think, to start off this conversation about peace. Yeah, definitely. And that's quite interesting that I hadn't even in my thinking about this topic before we recorded, I had not even really considered the absence of war or chaos, which doesn't that just speak about the culture that we live in yeah. and the country that we live in? And that's just taken for granted, really, isn't it? But yeah, I suppose if absolutely. we lived in a different country, there'd just be a desperation for peace, wouldn't there? Mm. And so the topic of it, I suppose, just sounds totally different in that context than it does in ours. Yeah. yeah. Um, hadn't really considered that but that's got me thinking now of just how fortunate maybe we don't understand it so well because because of the absence of war or extreme chaos because even I mean I you just have to flick on social media don't you for like a good dollop of anti-government or like (laughs) critique of like something or other and I'm not I'm not I'm not getting into that or offering an opinion on that but it is quite interesting though when you can consider what some people are living in and to live in a country where there is insecure rain there's insecure law enforcement there isn't maybe even such thing as law enforcement I don't I think we just very very blessed in this country actually aren't we yeah that we're not we're not at war in this country like I know there are a lot of things that trouble people and that are stressful but that's quite amazing isn't it mm, yeah and so that's <laughs> that's on a lot like a larger scale I guess but then also yeah. I was thinking about it on a like an individual scale of that it's not that place of you having everything in your life sorted and that's when peace comes or you've got your life together or there's no difficult things going on in your life, which I think 
I mean, then it would peace would feel like a hopeless thing almost because you think, well, yeah. when, whenever is that going to happen? Um, yeah. So I find it quite interesting then that like biblical peace is often sort of something supernatural or peace coming in the midst of all of that turmoil um, yeah. and all of that place of um, despair sometimes and chaos. Like I guess yeah. when you think of, because it's fresh in my mind, when you think of the Christmas story and yeah. Jesus being born and born into that manger and into the stable where there was all manner of stuff going on and noise and everything and born into mm. the chaos of our world. And and yeah, I would imagine that there was a real stillness in that place of just that Jesus's presence had brought to that place. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not just nothing going on and everyone's having a chilled out time um which I think we often also think of yeah yeah definitely and yeah I agree if that's if peace was something that was totally dependent on external circumstances aligning to achieve the perfect outcome and then you felt peace that would feel very hopeless wouldn't it yeah. I think we talked about that a little bit when we talked about rest as yeah. well if yeah. rest can only be achieved in these perfect conditions then who could ever rest no one <laughs> um but that has really just made me think though at the beginning of it as well like the part of the definition of chaos and because there is an element where peace is a bit dependent upon like a certain definition of peace is a bit dependent upon external situation, isn't it? But then like what you've just yeah. said and what I had been thinking about primarily in the run up to this is that peace that surpasses understanding, that ab mm. ability that whatever is going on around you or however good or bad and do we ever actually judge that accurately things are looking you are able to have this peace so I'm going to read it as well I don't know if that's one that you had in advance that verse I didn't I've got different ones but you go ah. for that one <laughs> <laughs> okay I will do so it says I'll, re I'll read the run up to it as well because otherwise it's a bit out of context but it says rejoice in the Lord always again I will say rejoice let your reasonableness be known to everyone the Lord is at hand do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and so there's just loads in there. And actually then, you know, following on from that, and it goes on to saying, like, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, la, 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 think about these things. It kind of tells you how to yeah. access some peace a bit as well, doesn't it? But <clears throat> that phrase, it surpasses understanding. And then it also, like, how it talks, how it will guard your heart, but we can talk about that later. But surpassing understanding, it does kind of speak of it doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't mm. make sense that while things might feel like they are falling apart, you're not anxious, you're not stressed, you have an underlying peace and trust that is visible to others in mm. the situation. It is That's incomprehensible, I think, to yeah. people, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and it's also that it's not based on anything you've done. Yeah. Um, because I think when I was thinking about this, like 
Peace is so underrated. And I think as a society, we are craving it more and more and more that you can see around like people are recognising that we need it, um, particularly with prevalence of anxiety and all of those other things that we're needing peace more. And I was thinking about some of the things where we go to for peace, which are good in and of themselves. But these are, I guess, ways that society are doing it. So things like meditation, mindfulness, mm. tech-free mm. retreats, ice mm. baths. Um, mm. And they're all good in their own way, but they aren't, they aren't how Jesus does peace. So all of those things are sort of dependent on us doing something in order to get peace. Yeah. And the peace that I've experienced and that we'll probably go on to talk about um, examples that we've got in our own lives have just, they've come from God. They haven't been because either I've done something specific or I've lined my life up rightly. It's just God, supernatural grace of God. He goes, I'm going to give peace in this situation. And it's all dependent on him and not dependent on me. And that feels like a lot more, hopeful and a much much more achievable because then I'm just dependent on God giving peace rather than me having to sort all this stuff in my life out (laughs) see that's very interesting again because (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) I would um I was thinking a little bit about this and and I would agree with what you've said I think there's it's a gift and like the peace that is described there and in you know bible and if Jesus is the Prince of Peace, like he is peace himself, like he's a gift, relationship with him is gift. And so in that way, there isn't any sort of works to that. It's given to us. And I can definitely like think of moments in my life where I feel like I've just had this supernatural gift of peace. Like someone's told me something or I'm about to like, confront a a situation where and I can't explain it there just comes you cry out to Jesus and there just comes this sense of kind of he's with me and calm um I've never talked about before when I was giving birth to Rianne and I was really terrified because of the circumstances around it and I just felt I just in my desperation cried out to Jesus and just felt this physical sense of his presence Mm. next to me and with it a huge sense of peace and calm and rest um so I do totally agree like it's it's all gift it's all from him it can't be anything else but at the same time (laughs) she's gonna disagree (laughs) no I don't really mean it I don't mean it as disagreement I just think there's also a principle of practicing peace yeah Um, and so it's more kind of maybe it's more like a method of accessing this gift is that Mm. that a good way to try and ties it all in (laughs) Um, and even when you read that like I've just read that passage from Philippians, like there's some practices there that lead to peace. So, you know, it starts with rejoice in the Lord. Like there is always, whatever is going on, there is always plenty to rejoice about in Jesus. And so if that is your focus, like start there, if you're going to choose to start to rejoice in the Lord, then peace, I think will come. Mm. And then, you know, it goes on, don't be anxious about everything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And so again, I think like there's a gift available to us here, but it's talking about like 
a method, a practice, a way to access it. And that is by getting rid of the baggage that is in the way of you accessing it. And I can really relate to that because last year, I can't remember when, it was like October, November time, I went on this day's retreat and I had felt like, until that point, I'd felt like there's so much noise around me. It felt like it had been a very loud year of kind of, a lot to kind of process, a lot of tricky emotional stuff, a lot of like busyness and changes. And I just felt like the volume around me was huge. Mm -hmm. And in that context was finding it quite hard to hear Jesus or just gather my thoughts or take a moment. So again, this might sound like I'm disagreeing with what you've said but it's not but I did do some of that stuff you're talking about like meditation or like which are good yeah yeah which is which it, it was trying to hear him and and regain that peace and I knew I can't do this while I'm surrounded by this noise I have to I really felt like I really need to get away from this noise and have a day where I can offload mm all my anxiety, all my thoughts, feelings, fears, the whole lot of it, pour it out before Jesus. And then I just really want to be able to hear what he has to say for me. And he spoke so wonderfully. Like it was a really significant day for me. He really spoke to me. And I left feeling like a regained sense of his peace. And I yeah. feel like I've carried that with me. But I kind of and I know that was available to me at any point, but I think sometimes we there's a certain sort of process we need to go through, isn't there? Or maybe there's some things we mm. kind of need to just have a break from or like stop thinking about for a moment, have a moment away from in order to say, yes, please, I want that gift of peace. Yeah. Um, I've kind of thrown a lot out there, but so I totally agree. It's like a, it's a gracious gift and it can be given in really wonderful moments when you need it. But also think there are really quite a few things laid out in the Bible that we can do to access it that we really need to do because they're really good for us. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think that um, one of my favorite verses is the one in Isaiah where it says, uh, you will, this is God, we will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are fixed on you because they trust in you. So again, mm. there, that's sort of saying what you say, which is we fix our minds on Jesus yes, and he gives us that peace. So it's sort of, yeah, um, yeah we, we come to him um, and we recognise that he gives peace but we fix our minds on him. And I think we talked about like in the fear podcast about choosing whether to look at the storm and the wind and the yeah. waves or yeah. whether we choose to look at Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess, so that, that's what I was saying. I thinking through like practices of how we do stuff that all those practices I've talked to that I talked about before are great, but yeah nothing seems to work for me as well as fixing my mind on Jesus. And for some people, they do that through these different ways. But I think that um, the recognizing that he is the only one that actually gives true peace. Yeah. um, Because I think we can search for it in loads of different ways. Um, And Jesus says, doesn't he? He says, like, I, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. I do not give as the world gives. 
Yeah. And I've been really thinking about that a lot, that bit where he says, I do not give as the world gives. So I do not give you peace as the world might try to give you peace. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's quite significant because yeah, I don't I don't know, the world doesn't give me a lot of peace at all. <laughs> yeah. And like those practices you say, like they're some of them can be really helpful if they enable you to reconnect yeah. with your father who is peace itself and then you can have peace. Yeah. But in and of themselves, yeah. You, just to reach a state of stillness. Um, I, I mean, I think there is still value in that, but it's yeah. not like like you said at the beginning, we're talking about the presence of someone in our life who brings with him immense, immeasurable, surpassing, understanding peace. Um, it's not just about like quiet yeah. or like simple like being in a wood in the middle of the nowhere or with yeah. like no phone in sight or something. It's not just yeah. trying to achieve that sort of state. It's trying to reconnect with him. It's, and like you're saying, it's trying to fix our eyes on him. And sometimes we need a bit of help to do that. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd like you talked in another podcast about rest being a person and I guess this yeah. applies also in this sense of like peace yeah. is a person like yeah. when he says my peace I give to you my peace I leave with you I I believe yeah. he was referring to the Holy Spirit um that yeah. was going to be poured out on his people and so because I have the Holy Spirit living in me I always have access to peace yeah. um because it's it's Jesus it's knowing Jesus it's um I also think for me peace really feels about like knowing who he is and what he can do in a situation yeah because when I think about what causes me the opposite of peace so like worry or anxiety or fear it's normally thinking about how I'm going to manage a situation or how other people's decisions or actions are going to affect me um so it's very much sort of looking out and going um how will I do this how will other people do this all the rest of it whereas peace for me is sort of taking all of my eyes off me taking all of my eyes off everyone else and putting it onto Jesus and going actually regardless of what those people do or or how I feel or what happens to me like God is constant um and it's that looking at him in the wind and the waves rather than looking at everything else um and I do find that when I do that so when I'm having a day where I'm feeling anxious or feeling a bit more fearful like training myself to look at Jesus and said I actively find myself feeling more peaceful so it comes back to what you were saying of like we were doing something within it but then as I look at Jesus and meditate on him and who he is and what he can do suddenly peace sort of fills me because I'm then not yeah. like, it doesn't matter what other people do. It doesn't matter how I feel or how I think I can manage. It's all yeah. about him and he's totally constant and can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. That's um, so true how we do that and like get so fixated on like, I'm aware of this situation. I'm aware of how it might go with this person. I'm aware of what this might mean. And it's just like, and we catastrophize, don't we? Mm. And it grows and it expands. And I was just thinking when you were talking about that, how much like anxiety and fear, like are so enemies of peace, aren't yeah. they? And then just also though, it, it, it is, it does kind of come down to our lack of trust, doesn't it as well? Yeah. And 
like you're saying, where where does our trust lie? Like if it's in ourselves and then we're looking at how can I solve this or how in, and that's quite fear inducing because yeah, often absolutely. we can't. <laughs> but then I, I suppose we want to grow in trust of Jesus, don't mm. we? And we want to grow in kind of fixing our eyes on him and seeing him as the solution to everything or just as well not worrying if we don't understand things but knowing that he does understand perfectly Mm. and he's he leads us like stupid little sheep who get (laughs) like led astray fall in ditches and that and he tenderly tenderly leads us um I just think I mean, I know we've talked about this time and time again. We're so quick to forget that, aren't we? We're yeah, so quick to absolutely. forget. It's like, you know, that moment of coming to meet him for the first time or having a real revelation of his forgiveness for a first time. And you just like, oh, wow, he's so tender and affectionate towards me. But just remembering that doesn't actually ever change. Like he remains that tender and affectionate yeah. towards us despite yeah. 20 years or whatever in of making the same mistake after the same mistake. That doesn't actually change the fact that he's tender and affectionate. Yeah. And yeah. So just trying to kind of learn that and trust him, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. And that be our first reaction then when something stressful or tense or you know something that we can't see a way out of when that comes up or I guess suppose we just want to sort of train ourselves that our first response in that scenario is to look at Jesus and just remember what this is totally above me beyond me Jesus but I'm not I'm looking at you and nothing is beyond your capability or understanding Mm. or influence Um, yeah 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 because it's like peace is also described in the bible as a fruit of the spirit and Mm. you know i know people have said this a lot but fruits are grown and like peace is grown this is not something where we just miraculously have it um like it's often grown and it's often grown in like difficult circumstances i think like you don't tend to feel like you've grown in peace when when there are those moments where life just ticks along normally and everything is as you expect, like I think peace tends to grow in those environments where you're prone to feeling the opposite, Uh, where you're in circumstances or situations where you would naturally feel fearful or you'd naturally feel anxious. Um, I mean, I had a friend and she's given me permission to share this testimony. And at some point we'll get her on to give it in person. But she, a really good friend, and she was diagnosed back in lockdown with breast cancer um, Mm -hmm. out of the blue. And she describes how when she uh, went to the consultant and they gave her that diagnosis, she's a Christian. And when she was given that diagnosis she came out of the office and she said it was like there was just a wall of peace around me. Like I, and it was, she just felt really peaceful. Even though she just had this diagnosis, she just felt this wall of peace like surrounding her. And what was interesting is that that she didn't feel like God was saying to her, giving her any guarantees He wasn't saying to her, it'll be fine, I'll sort it out. He wasn't saying anything other than he was just giving her this peace. 
And yeah. she just knew it will be okay and not it will be okay because I'll get through this or whatever. She just knew it will be okay because God is with me. Yeah. Um, and actually she's through her treatment and she's in remission and all is amazing. But I just think it's amazing that testimony of like in the midst of that, like where God yeah. was with her in that moment, in a moment yeah. where, she, you know, um, it was anxiety inducing and should have been fear inducing that yeah. peace is grown yeah. in that. And I just love that because that is the story of the Bible, right? That all in all the difficult times, and we've talked about this so many times, God redeems, God chooses mm. to grow all of these wonderful traits in us that we would rather he grew in better times. <laughs> um, I want to grow in peace, but I'd quite like to not grow them in really difficult times. Um, yeah. But but it's in those environments. And I just, yeah, I, ju I just think that's really amazing. Um, because I was actually going to really ask good. you a question off the thinking about this. Like, would you call yourself a peaceful person? Oh. Just to put I mean, you on the spot. <laughs> feels like it's a good question. I'll ask you in a minute. Too. Yeah, I'm preparing <laughs> myself for that. <laughs> I think it feel that feels like if you were to answer yes to that, you would never be like allowed to sort of say like you're anxious or worried or something surely like to, to be a totally peaceful person it's <laughs> yeah. got to be surely like an absence of worry anxiety fear anything which I suppose is Jesus isn't it yeah um but I don't I, I don't know that I would describe myself like that no but I do know that I've grown in peace and even like in the last year so I was just thinking about um as you were talking about your friend and other things as well, how I think we really need to change in our, our mindsets what we consider like success or like yeah, good or whatever. Because I know you and me have talked quite a lot, haven't we, about how we've last year was quite a challenging year in different ways for both of us. And it just suddenly occurred to me when I was sort of, reflecting back on the end of the year and the beginning of a new year and um I was talking a bit to Jesus about it and it just suddenly really occurred to me like oh actually if because I've I have just thought about it oh that's been one of the hardest years I think I've had for if not ever definitely for a long time mm. um but then when I was talking to Jesus about it and thinking about it, oh, I, it, it just occurred to me, actually, if the point of life is to, like, draw nearer to him, to, like, experiencing him move in your life, get to know him better, get to feel his presence better, then I really think coming out of it now, mm. I could probably say that's if that's what matters, then maybe it's been the best year yeah. of my life. And it you wouldn't know that from the look of it. But if that's what really matters in life, then I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful this year how close he's been at times of feeling just hopeless or desperate. He's drawn so near um, or at times where I can't see a way through. He's given me a peace 
that surpasses understanding. Mm. And I think like the end of the experience of all that as well, I think I do feel like a new contentment as well. I feel like I've been able, he's enabled me to let things go. Like it doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be a certain way. I just, I really want him and he promises to give himself to me. So that's, that's great. Um, Mm, Yeah. But, and I, I was just thinking how like that, when you so want an outcome to be a certain way, or when you so want things to look a certain way, which they very rarely ever happen to look like or be like, then it's so hard to sort of retain a sense of peace and contentment, I think, because, Mm. because things don't go to plan, things don't work how you thought they'd work. But when what you're really holding on to is Jesus, having him, knowing him, being with him, then like there's just huge peace and contentment and it doesn't matter so much what the outcome of things are, how things look. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, there you go. There's a nice big, long, not very <laughs> clear, direct answer for you. What would you say? Well, similarly, I think it's been a journey. I mean, I also had what I think is probably my hardest year that I've had since I've been a Christian, but feel exactly the same as you of, mm. wow, the fruit though that came out of it and the joy in Jesus that came out of it for me and the closeness to Jesus was amazing um mm. yeah I I don't know that I want to do that again though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know um but I think that I so at the start of 2020 before I knew it was going to be the year of COVID um I'd written in my journal that I wanted to be um so I just started working as a prison chaplain and I'd written in my journal that I wanted to be someone that brought peace to mm. prisoners um mm. I wanted to be a peace bringer and um yeah that was just an interesting year to pray for that <laughs> then when we had COVID <laughs> um but actually what happened after that was that God started showing me that I had quite a lot of anxiety in a lot of different areas yeah um and so I think that that was answering my prayer um, because it's not that you've got to have something perfect before you can share it. Yeah. But I do think there's something of as it flows in your life, it flows out of you to other people that you meet. And so um, yeah. for me, I wanted to have an abundance of peace in my life and just be living in that yeah. place of peace so that people I meet would get that sense of peace it's not me it's totally Jesus but that it would just be flowing out of me but I think it was interesting to me that where God started wasn't necessarily that here have the peace it was let's deal with the anxiety that is sort of blocking stopping that flow of peace (laughs) and so as I started to work through that um then particularly last year I think uh when I spent a lot of last year feeling very weak and feeling like I didn't have life together in any way, shape or form. And God would often say to me, well, minister out of your weakness. Mm. That was the time that people described more feeling peace when they were with me, Mm, which I found really fascinating because I was thinking, 
to me, my life feels a little bit all over the place. And I'm working through this in my mind and I'm working through this with Jesus and I'm working through this with Jesus. But actually, um, last year for me was the best year I can ever remember of consistently fixing my eyes on Jesus. Yeah. So before last year, I spent my life fixing my eyes on me and sometimes yeah. Jesus, which is what caused me anxiety. Because like you were saying, you fix your eyes on you for more than about an hour and you suddenly realise yeah. that you can't do anything. Desperate. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, so that I found that really interesting that it was a, it felt like a chaotic place to me at times in my mind and in my heart. It felt like I was working through loads of stuff and I was really weak. But I was also fixing my eyes on Jesus because I was desperate and needed him to come through. Yeah. And that was the place where people saw peace come out of me more. Yeah. And so it's also a great testimony because then it's not about me at all and totally about Jesus working his peace through me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that was... So what do you think was going on there? Do you think... I'm sure there are lots of things going on there. So I suppose you were aware of your absolute need for him and clinging to him do you think it did also change your expectations as well in terms of like oh, well, what might happen next or whatever were you do you feel like you were just sort of riding the wave without much of a plan yeah um, yeah as to what just wonder how much sometimes that plan I mean I love a plan and I think they're really <laughs> yeah. important and helpful but Sometimes if there's no flexibility in that plan, it does sort of draw you away from peace, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think people, it's another one of those things that people put plans in in order to feel more peaceful. And I think I've talked about in different podcasts, I discovered that the absence of a plan in my life was making me feel stressed. Yeah. Um, Because you suddenly start expecting things to happen in a particular way at a particular time. And it's quite difficult to have a plan and have flexibility. I don't know that I've massively seen anyone manage that. Um, And so I found for me, it was easier to remove the plan and to begin to start again. Um, But I think there was also that place of going, there's peace in just knowing that God will make a way and will give me everything I need each day, which at the beginning was tricky, but actually just became much more peaceful in the sense of like, this is not on me anymore. Like planning also puts quite a lot of emphasis on you. Yeah. And your ability to do stuff or your ability to do all these things or see all these people or all the rest of it. And I just found it exhausting. So when it, and tiring and not peaceful, when I took that away, I started to go, oh, I feel like there's freedom and flexibility here. And I feel a lot more peaceful not knowing what's set up to come and and that's yeah. a, that was a real surprise to me because I've not generally been someone like that. Yeah, yeah. And do you think, um, I suppose when you're in that place of being very aware that you are not entirely sure what is going on and you're aware Jesus is sort of doing something in you, do you think that that changed the responses and the answers that you gave people when they would come and talk to you about things as well? Um, Mm. that they felt the peace in so what what I'm wondering as well as that I wonder when you feeling desperate like that and you are kind of aware that you don't even have the solutions for yourself let alone anyone else that I think it really healthily 
focuses you on offering Jesus yeah. rather than offering what you maybe would have done previously mm. of like, oh, well, have you tried this? Yeah. Or have you, you just need to plan your diary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, that, not that those things are wrong. Sure, sure. No, I, don't, I don't think that at all. I think structures really help us flourish. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Because I, def- I think I've seen that the last year. I would say I'd seen that too. Yeah, go on. Well, I, I was going to say that just what you were saying, really, that I found myself more and more. So my job or my role is to go and chat to people who are really struggling and ask them how, as a chaplain, I can support them. Yeah. And what it it's exactly what you said, that what it did do last year was make me go, oh, my goodness, what on earth can I offer them? I've barely got myself together. Um, and yeah. I think that was what God was saying to me was operate out of weakness so carry yeah. on what you're doing because I found myself thinking, oh, obviously up until this point, I felt I was operating out of strength. Um, so actually going in that place of weakness was going, I had first and foremostly in my mind, I have not got life together at all. Sure, I may yeah. not be in prison or I'm not in prison, but um, I haven't got life together and I absolutely need Jesus for everything. So when they're talking to me, I've now found myself just saying to them, I can't really offer you anything but Jesus. So can we pray? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. There's, it's brought out a boldness in me of that because you're like, I've got nothing yeah. for you. Like I've got, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can give you some distraction packs and I can give you some of this and some of that. And I can sit and listen to you. And all of those things are so important. I'm not belittling them, but really in the end, I'm like, can I pray for you because yeah. I've got nothing else but Jesus has. And I found myself saying to them, like, I can't do anything in this situation. I can listen to you and that's great. But, but Jesus is the one that can absolutely yeah. do it. And, yeah. and, that, and that's sort of what I should be doing. Like that's sort of what yeah. life is about, isn't it? It's always our yeah. lives like pointing to him and going, well, we can't do this, but he absolutely yeah. can. Yeah, I know I can relate to that because I feel like he really grew that confidence in me with that as well. Like growing up, James, one of my favorite New Testament books and like Faith Without Deeds is Dead is something that has just like captured my heart and resonates in my mind. And so I've always been, you know, I've, I've felt people need Jesus, but if you can practically help as well, you should practically help yeah, because yeah. to say, oh, God bless you and on your way when they're living in, you know, they haven't got any food for the day or whatever, that that's never sat with me. But then at the same time, I think this last year I have really, I'm not saying that's then led me to sort of like not have a confidence in just Jesus alone, but just that last year I really feel like, the confidence of that of I suppose when I felt desperate and hopeless knowing that absolutely what I someone could come and bring me a meal around now and that'd be nice and I'd feel nice but absolutely what I need here is Jesus I need his presence I need his peace I need his grace his mercy his love I need I need mm, it all like, yeah it's not an add-on to life no, I need I this yeah. to function yeah. and so with that just I think like care has come with like a renewed sense of confidence in offering that to mm. others is 
is the best. It's not like it is just at the absolute best and, yeah. and better than any other service yeah. or any other idea I could give you for your life. Like be with Jesus, spend time with Jesus, have absolute confidence that if you do that, things will change. Mm. And because the root of our problem is our disconnect from God, is our sin. And so the solution to that, although maybe you're highly aware of like a relational difficulty or a financial difficulty or like a job difficulty, it could be whatever, but actually the root of all these problems is our disconnect with Jesus. It's our disconnect from this peace that we're describing, a disconnect from love, a disconnect from hope. And the restoration of all those things to us puts everything else in perspective. Um, and I just feel like that I've really, really, really remembered that this last year. Mm. I think especially in our context, I'm just so aware of real challenges and, you know, deprivation really that people and people are amazing. They are so resilient and so creative. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, when you see that, when you see the huge amount of need I, you can feel like, oh, I'll start there. Like I'll offer this or off this, but yeah, I've just really remembered in this last year it is Jesus. That is what fundamentally, essentially we yeah. all need. It's not an add on to life. Like life does not work without him. Mm. You can try and make it look like it works, yeah. but it doesn't work without him. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I was thinking there's so much joy in that, in, in, like honoring to God in that, isn't it? Because mm. then he's got people yeah. who aren't sharing themselves, they're sharing Jesus, which is yeah, what yeah. people in the Bible did. You know, the disciples yeah. did. They were like, don't look at me, like look at mm. Jesus. And mm. if I'm totally honest, up until last year, I didn't do that. Mm. That's just being really frank. And I think mm. because I wasn't aware of my own inability to deal with situations, as mm. you become aware of your need of Jesus. And as you're put in situations that can feel chaotic or can feel fear inducing, and then Mm. you suddenly lean into Jesus in a way you have never done before, the more you lean into him, the more you can receive what he gives you. And the more you get to experience what he gives you. Like before, I think I was leaning in very gently. Last year, it felt like I properly put all of my weight onto him because I was like, I, I desperately need you to come through here. Mm. Um, and that felt a scary place. But within it, that was my place of peace. Because mm. then every time he came through, then you find yourself going, oh, my goodness, this is a rock that I really can like rest on this is a like this is a person that I can put all my weight onto and that was where peace really came then for me because I think we don't have peace when we feel like things are uncertain and we are aware of our own limitations yeah and we just think how is this going to work out And I found last year there were so many situations I was in where I felt all of those things. But as I put all of my weight onto Jesus and saw him come through time and time again, that peace came in the midst of the difficult times just because I suddenly went, he always comes through. Mm. Like he always provides. He will always, Mm. his love will always lift me and carry me. Like his grace is always sufficient. And that peace came from just pushing into Jesus 
more and more and more than I have ever done in my life before. And knowing that there's no end to what he can give, that he loves to be burdened by us and wouldn't even call it that. Yeah. And the more we push into him, the more we get to experience his peace. Yeah. Um, And I just, I think I found that so freeing and so life-giving because I thought I've never experienced peace like this before. And I'm experiencing it now in the midst of a really hard year, but it's because I'm suddenly seeing what God can do because I'm allowing Mm -hmm. him to do what he's always wanted to do, but that I'd never let him do before because I was like, I've got this, Jesus, it's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that for me was that place of peace of just, I know who Jesus is. I know what he can do. He can do anything and I don't have to have it together. And peace comes in when I realize I don't have to have it together. (laughs) Yeah. And he will not fail. That no, is, it's he will just not lovely fail. learning that, isn't it? What a lovely lesson to learn. Yeah. He will not falter. He will not fail. He will not let your foot slip. Yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. So before we finish, because I love a good <laughs> yeah. story, are there any other stories that you have that you wanted to share of when you've known Jesus? No, I can't peace? think of one. <laughs> Not because there aren't any, I'll hasten to add, but I've suddenly drawn a total blank. (laughs) Have you? Uh, Luckily, I have for this moment. Oh, good. Go Um, on then. So I I find when John goes away, if he has to go away with work stuff and I'm left with the kids, that's fine. But the bit I don't really like is nighttime because I feel Mm. uneasy about it and I feel that sense of like putting all the lights out downstairs and going upstairs and feeling responsible for the kids. Um, and the last time John had gone away, I'd been really praying that it would be different. And actually, I, when I'd get into bed each night, I would pray about it. And I would just say to God, can you just come and like be with me on this pillow, <laughs> like next to me? Because I was feeling anxious and because I was feeling that real weight of responsibility of looking after the kids and, you know, John just being away. Um, and actually, I would... Each time I would just feel like I was in this sort of force field of peace and protection. Mm. And it just, I can't describe it other than that. It just felt so strong and it felt like nothing could get near me. Mm. I just felt that real sense of protection and peace. And actually I was able to rest and I was able to sleep and, and it was totally fine. But in that moment, it was just a really sort of, it was the protection and the peace together of like, I've got you. um, And that there was peace within it of like, you don't need to be anxious. Um, And so that, that was really profound for me. Um, Yeah. And then another time recently where I was having to speak in church and the plans on the day got changed. And before I would have been really anxious about that sort of stuff because I'm a planner, I like to be in control. Um, <laughs> and all I can say is that I had not, I, it just felt like it was impossible for me to be anxious. I had mm. such a sense of like stillness and peace within myself. My heart wasn't anxious. I wasn't fearful. It wasn't even a really big change, but it was just something that would have thrown me off in the past. And I would have been like, oh, no, how am I going to cope with this? But it, I just felt that sense of peace, almost like I said, that it was completely impossible to feel anxiety in that moment. But mm. instead, what I felt was excitement mm. and like joy. And so I thought, mm. oh, this is amazing. Like in that place where I would have felt 
anxious and like out of control and oh no how's this going to go and all the rest of that actually I just felt completely still and completely like joyful and excited yeah but it, it felt supernatural because it only felt like it could have come from God and again those moments are really encouraging because you see in you the way that he's worked it and giving you that supernatural peace. But it's also really nice to see a bit like we've talked about before, change within yourself yeah. of where yeah. you don't respond to situations in the same way that you do before. Um, yeah. yeah, that's lovely. That's a nice one to finish on then, isn't it? Yeah. Nice and hopeful note. And hopefully people listening. Oh, it would be so nice, wouldn't it, if anyone listening emailed in a story of peace that they yeah, have. Yeah, please do that. Um, That'd be lovely. Yeah, we love hearing back from people, don't we? Yeah, we really do. But yes, hopefully this will be a peaceful next couple of weeks for you all listening. <laughs> and we'll be back again soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com. <laughs> <laughs>